You're listening to Radio ISO, bringing you notes from self-isolation and stories about the people we're missing. It's a frightening and uncertain time, but maybe it's also a moment to celebrate the people we love. I'm your host, Emily Sargent. Today's episode's a bit different. I thought I'd do a check-in on one of the people that I'm missing, my friend B, aka Harry's mum, to see how her third week of isolation had been. totally surreal you can't imagine I, I, I if someone told me six months ago that I you know wouldn't be allowed I went to like the, the de- we live in the countryside as you know and I went to the, like this deli in the middle of nowhere at nine o'clock on Saturday morning and there was already a queue of people outside you know you're all standing around in the car park kind of one in one out mm. and if someone had told me that that was going to happen I just you know even three months ago I'd have just been like don't be so ridiculous and now you know we are absolutely living that that is just a complete reality I was um um again do my daily bike ride but I cycled past a supermarket and I just sort of thought there was this line of and obviously everybody's two meters apart but it must have it was like snaking around the corner and there must have been sort of 30 people in this oh my god sort of like how long it was yeah yeah just seeing that image everywhere it's just it 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 felt (laughs) felt kind of chilling um do you not find as well though when you're in these queues uh and i mean we don't we're not in london but the queue the whole kind of everyone you feel like there's this atmosphere of suspicion and hostility among everyone it's like do you have the virus am i going to get it from you why are you not wearing some people are wearing masks some people aren't wearing masks so you're then like should i be wearing a mask do you think that i'm irresponsible because i'm not wearing a mask you know Mm. that's there's that um and and when you're sort of like awkwardly negotiating space around people in uh like once you're in a shop and no. somebody sort of gets close to you and it's and or you or vice versa and you go get this look from somebody that you've got into their personal space it's really odd I know and I just can't imagine that not existing that sense of kind of suspicion not existing between people for a long time now I mean but I found myself doing the thing of snapping at someone um please will you tell us what happened on the night when everyone was clapping for the NHS <laughs> We oh, should preface the story by saying this was when B was in the middle of battling the coronavirus. So. I know, but I honestly don't even think that's an excuse. I was sitting on the sofa and probably in a in my usual state, in my a state of un, sort of semi state of undress, odd odd outfits, pe- peculiar, partially mine, partially items belonging to my six foot seven husband just an odd a shambolic appearance and then we were just sitting probably watching Ramsey's <laughs> which is all I seem to be able to settle on at the moment and um the next thing we just heard this raucous kerfuffle outside the front door we live in a Victorian terrace and um 
I leapt up and was literally like, oh my God, we're being burgled. But what's going on? Why is there all this noise outside? It was dark. Will was like, we were kind of both creeping around. And then Will was saying, you go look at the front door. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I was, <laughs> I said, I'm pregnant. You're the man. You go, you go look at the door. <laughs> and so we just sort of sat there, gripped with fear for about five minutes. <laughs> until eventually um it stopped <laughs> and then we just kind of you know carried on with gordon and watched him verbally abuse you know another restaurant <laughs> restaurant owner <laughs> and then it was only the next day that i did i speak to you yes. <laughs> i spoke to you and you were like oh god it was so nice last night hilly and i were just outside crying you know clapping, supporting the NHS, that I, re- that I realised <laughs> the break-in was not a break-in, but actually just our better-informed, more kindly neighbours just support- <laughs> supporting the hard-working NHS. So it was really embarrassing. Oh, and, and another story, just a small one. This woman in the street from the, like that lives across in the houses across the road from us said, um, called over when I was out the other day and said, oh, excuse me. And I literally was like, yes, what is it? What have I done? <laughs> she was like, I was just wondering, just wanted to say thank you. Um, you know, did, did you put that table of um, food out? And I was like, what food? No, I didn't. I didn't put a table out. What? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're going to be arrested. No, I literally, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I didn't. And she was like, oh, just my cousin's the local postman and he just said it was so nice because somebody had put a little note out with some little biscuits and some little, little snacks for him to go about his business. And she's like, to go about his business? Yeah. And she was like, oh God, sorry to bother you then. And walked off, obviously thinking, obviously being like, that woman is a fucking lunatic. Because I'd literally been like, fuck off. No, don't know what you're talking about. Back off. You get back behind your head. I'll get back behind mine. How dare you suggest that I would be doing kindly deeds for hard-working members of the public. Yeah, someone had obviously put out like a tray of, a tray of snacks and I was furious I'd been accused of that. So, yeah. I'm just... I don't think I'm a nice person. I think I'm just oh. over, I'm just I'm just blaming. I'm just obviously hostile and hormonal. I can't oh, I can't be held accountable for my behaviour. Enough to deal with without being accused oh. of doing good deeds in the community. And then, how dare you suggest? Will after when we walked away, Will was like, "God, why did you? Why were you so annoyed? Why did you cover up by the lapels against the wall?" <laughs> Why are you shaking the glasses off the end of her nose? <laughs> <laughs> She's literally like a kindly old woman who wanted to thank, who was trying to thank someone for feeding. <laughs> Although it is odd. I mean, who leaves a tray of snacks out for the postman? It's, sort of, <laughs> it's a nice gesture, but it's a bit like sort of trying to attract wildlife into your garden, it feels like. <laughs> Are you bored at home in this time of crisis? Lay out snacks on your doorstep. Do you know what I mean? To entice the, to entice the local, local postman 
into your home, just laying out every day. The Viennese world just gets closer to the door. <laughs> sort of flap open the letterbox once I get there. To be honest, I'm a step away from doing that. I'm so starved of human oh, company. I, I honestly, I emailed the priest, Emily. <laughs> Why? What, what did you say? <laughs> I've got some Viennese worlds on a tray with your name on it. I literally was like, it was not last Sunday, the Sunday before. I was in such a dark place. I was in the bath. The kids had I'd been in with the children. The children had got out. The bath was cold and just horrible. And I was just mm. lying there like a slug. And, <laughs> and then... I just like... I just suddenly was like, well, I'll just have to email the priest. <laughs> this is true. I swear to you. So I emailed How it. often do you go to church? I mean, it, it's infrequent. Chuggy's three and she still hasn't been christened. <laughs> but um, I emailed, yeah, I emailed the, pre the local priest and it was obviously so unusual for me to email him that I ended the email by saying, I hope, <laughs> I hope you don't mind me getting in touch with you. <laughs> and I, I couldn't think of anything to say once I got going because obviously it's quite hard to open correspondence with someone that you are not corresponding with so I ended up just saying telling him that story about when we when we were in Rome and I ran across St Peter's Square towards the bell <laughs> and I'm not religious so I don't know so the thing I've I think I've been taking comfort from the most is um nature so I've yeah. been like reading more poetry and I guess <clears throat> it's anything which is maybe the same thing with religion anything that feels a bit like bigger than this moment something totally that has yeah a bit of a kind of timeless quality it's also like the one good thing to come from this absolute shitstorm is that you see around the world bits of nature recovering it does have that sense of it it's like we have been these like infantile stupid yeah. human beings think like fighting over power and land and then something like this comes along and it's like get that was know. worthwhile was it i know yeah i mean <sighs> i but i've had this and i we i just have this thing of feeling like i want to be near to trees and sort of touching trees <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like you're gonna think this is mad but i'm reading this book which is um about Amongst many things, they talk about Native American Indian women and their philosophies. And there's one woman that this talks about in the book that she, so she like had for all of her life had walked around with bare feet on the ground, and then she moved to be in a civilization and she wore shoes for the first time, and she was like, "This is such a strange feeling. Um, it like why have I got to have these blindfolds on my feet?" Yeah, and I was like, "That's so funny because I do in moments when I feel really like." stressed and anxious like right now so yesterday when we had this like half an hour outside um I just really wanted to put my feet on the ground it's and, grounding isn't it isn't that a yeah. thing isn't yeah yeah and some people are like 
it's bullshit, but I know how it makes me feel, which is, you know, to feel that, like, coldness of the grass or... Yeah. um, Yeah, I'm really envious of people who've got gardens at the minute because I'm just like, I've got that sick little concrete slab. Have you seen anything of your little neighbour that's like, you got a cat or what? Coco, I saw, I didn't see her the other day, but I heard her mum chasing after her, um, being like, so Coco's got this, this, she's, I guess, maybe like six or seven years old, and she's got, she's borrowed this pit bull off someone that's called Dalston, and she's been like dragging it around the estate, and I just hear her mum like screaming after them as they've like run off somewhere. She's such a like angelic looking little girl and then she's absolutely nails and she's obviously like this giant dog is quite scared of her I think um (laughs) we've got that building site opposite our house and it's still fully rumbling on so I have to sit and watch men scratching their asses all day every day (laughs) and yet we can't go into the park it's really bumming me out and they cut down my favourite tree opposite, which was just very sad. I actually cried when I saw they'd done that. You should have changed yourself to it if you know. If only you'd known. You I thought you meant like to the a... stump after the yeah. <laughs> retrospective <laughs> process. Do you know what I realised? Um, what day it is today? Uh, it's a Thursday, so I'm giving you a heads up now that at eight pm, when people start clapping, that is not. An attack that's... Do they do this every week? <laughs> yes. Thank you for the heads up, because it would again have been another <laughs> night another night of just... Terror. Panic. Terror. I mean, I know we need to stop the NHS, but can someone please consider my nerves? I can't be <laughs> endless. I feel like a prisoner in my own home. <laughs> I have actually ordered, <laughs> ordered a leg of lamb for Sunday, which I know you're vegan, Um and will not be having a leg of lamb. But I'm, I just thought it would give me something to do. But I think it might be quite an expensive just way to pass the time. So I've ordered that. So I'm going, I'm going to try and like recreate Easter Sunday. Oh, and obviously we'll have to flip. I need to get some fucking Easter eggs for my children. Otherwise they're just going to be like, you are a fucking joke. They're just, what's the deal? Am I allowed to swear on this? <laughs> I hope so. I, mean, I hope so. I sort of, yeah, I feel like it makes us seem quite renegade and I don't know. I'm, Are you allowed to say the F word? People say the F I word, don't know. Don't I'm, I'll just not no say idea. the C word, but I'll just say the F yeah, word. Yeah, not that, but... Um, <laughs> do you have to go into like special, is there like a special place in the podcast that just dropped the, the C bomb? Um, The dark web, maybe? <laughs> I believe it's called <laughs> the dark they sell web. guns and things, I don't know. Oh, God. I am um, on I feel the dark like... web. <laughs> <laughs> no. How now you... might be now might be a really good time to um might be a really good time to like do a bit of ex- <laughs> I mean even though can't dip your toe in the dark recording. Web. I spent like I just basically feel like because no, nothing is delivering and I can't get hold of anything. Yeah. I'm just basically like I'll pay whatever for yeah, for yeah. cauliflower. Just I um just get one to my house. Yeah, so I ordered this like box of I mean I told you I was losing I I got into such a panic when I was like 
none of these supermarkets were delivering the websites were like crashing and i was yeah, thinking yeah. just despite the fact that i live around the corner from a um from a shop that sells food i just like lost my head and so i started looking at these like hampers that would be like delivered to <laughs> and mason yeah. the only one Turned up, it actually wasn't that much food, and I paid fifty quid for it, and I was livid. Oh, that's just quite annoying. I told you about Will's attempt to order. Will's attempt to like assist in lockdown was to go ahead and order some enormous box of meat, which just <laughs> arrived. It was like a collection of game. game. Yeah. It was just absolutely like my idea of 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 hell. What was it the was one that a... the one that turned my stomach was the, the mix the, the mix boiling. box. The, the, well, the firstly, mix. I don't want a mixed box of meat. I never want no, that in my house. No, I don't want that. And but I, I also don't want was, to boil meat, particularly. No, it was like a sort of. <laughs> I want to say boil in the bag, but it wasn't boil in the bag. That's still <laughs> that's a lie. It was like just a mixture of pheasant, pigeon, and turkey in a plastic container. It just was oh the sort of thing that just repulses me. And also, will like. Will likes food. Will likes things like stir fries, things that you can just, you know, he's not a slow cooking <laughs> kind of guy. And I, you can't just sort of knock Fast up a nice... pheasant. Yeah, like, mmm, a nice quick stir fried game dish. Like, that just doesn't exist. So I, we had a huge row. That was the same week that he ordered, there's um a lady that delivers eggs and he had 60 eggs oh, delivered to the house. <laughs> 60 eggs. <laughs> You've been telling me about the eggs, and I thought that sounded nice, but I didn't realise you were getting sixty. That's well, I didn't realise we were getting sixty until I looked out of the window, and there was basically a woman with a wheelbarrow coming up, <laughs> going up my path with huge <laughs> eggs, huge, you know, like bags of eggs, just dumping them on the doorstep. Literally sixty eggs. I'm not even kidding you. What's from... your Easter message for the nation? What do you? Um, My Easter message for the nation. Yeah, what would should be... we? What? Well, this is a question for both of us. What are we do? What should we all be doing this bank holiday weekend? That's gonna make us feel. I love Easter. I think it's my favorite. It's such a nice time of year. Although, it's just... yeah, it's such a nice time of year. Although I was talking to somebody yesterday, and that, and she said, one of my school friends. And she said something about Easter, and I was like, oh, the baby Jesus. And she was like, no, that's Christmas. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm going to email my priest about you, because you don't know anything about anything. What I love about it is the chicks and the lambs. If I'm honest, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) It's more the, the, like, spring... The chicks, the lambs, and the chocks. The (laughs) chocks. That's going to be the title of my memoir. I think that's my Easter message to the nation. Look, everyone, just enjoy the chicks, the lambs, the chops, okay? <laughs> Chuggy's here. Hi, Chuggy. Say hi to Emily. Hi. Hi. I love you too because I'm you. Yes. Can you tell me if you've been doing any tap dancing? I didn't. She hasn't been doing any. She hasn't been. She hasn't done any for a couple um, of days. Because about the virus. But could you maybe still dance at home? Yeah. You could dance at home, couldn't you? Yeah, I could dance at home. Yeah. I love you because I really love you. Chucky. <laughs> oh. I love you.
She's going, get off, get off, get it out of my ear. Get off. Right, can you just... <laughs> She's literally, like, initially, like, I love you. And then I was pushing the um, headphone into her ear and she just she just turned around and went, get off. <laughs> get, it, get it out. <laughs> Did you ever do an Easter bonnet competition? I don't think I ever have. I think Harry did one at school, maybe last year. I had, I my memory is, I think that we'd forgotten maybe that it was going to be happening. And so I didn't have any like crafting stuff at home. So did you ever have when you were a child, those things that you, it made you look sort of like the sun from the Teletubbies. It was like <laughs> a kind of thing that you put on your head to stop shampoo getting in your eyes. But there was like a hole in the middle. So your full head just like came out <laughs> so no. do you, do you sorry know? emily no i didn't <laughs> no i didn't have that because i think you were probably the only child in in the country that had that i have never heard of that in my life i had like an old measuring jug that was on the side of the bath and my mum would be like Close your eyes and then just douse, you know, water over my head. There was no, oh, uh, you know, Anthony, fetch the special, fetch Emily's halo. That is not what it was like. And your mum wasn't like (laughs) dashing water in your eyes. I tell you what, she bloody was. It wasn't a happy ending because the rubber halo got turned into an Easter bonnet because... We didn't have anything else now, so I had to wear this thing, which was basically like having a shelf around my head with, like, chicks just glued onto it, and then my head was sticking out in the middle of it. Oh, I love those tiny chicks, though, Bean. I know. You know, do you know the ones I mean yeah. with, like, the little wire legs? Mm. My favourite story about you and headwear is definitely when the your first day at school where you turned up wearing oh, the school hat. I didn't realise it was only for ceremonies. With the chin strap attached. Did it have a chin strap? Yeah. Don't, don't ruin my, shatter my dreams. No, it really just... did. At least yours would, at least you had a hat that would fit. My head's so big that they would have had to specially craft the school, <laughs> the school, the school hat maker would have had to come in specially, specially design a hat for me because it would have, my head wouldn't have fitted the normal at least your mother bothered getting you the uniform. I turned up as... Why is this turned into a competition where you're selling yourself as Oliver Twist? <laughs> Look, it was hard on me. It was hard on the... On the <laughs> eyeballs when she was spraying a hose into your face instead of showering you. Cold no outside, nude. <laughs> you're lucky you had a bath. We didn't have a bath. We were just outside in a copper tub. Just be those down with cold. We were just sent into the nearest water. lake. Yeah, <laughs> we were just thrown into the tine and just that was it. That was our dragged along bath. behind a tugboat. <laughs> dragged along behind a garbage barge. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> mother at the wheel wheel <laughs> with one of those like little pipes those like little wooden pipes 
clamped between her teeth. <laughs> oh my god, I've just literally, <laughs> I've just literally wept. I don't know how the segues that this conversation has taken have become. We were supposed quite to be saying news. something insightful. Sorry, about, we were supposed to be saying. And we've somehow got onto garbage barges. <laughs> I wish we could be having lunch together this weekend. Oh, I mean, not God, if it was your so meat box, but I could cook up if a I was really allowed nice to bring a vegetable. turkey, a nice turkey stir fry for you, oh, you and Kaylee. That would be nice. No. A nice pigeon-based dish for you. I don't want pigeon, but I would honest. <laughs> thank you for the kind offer. If you'd like to come on and tell us about someone you're missing, we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch at radioisopodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at radioisopod.